Hey guys, how are you doing? This is Richard Sachs and this is Lost Arts Radio Live. We're actually live and um, it's nice to see you again. Just thinking about what to do, you know, what to talk about on tonight's show. The last one before Christmas being the uh, 19th of the month today. And it occurred to me earlier that about two months ago on Halloween, a little bit less than two months, we had a show that a lot of people gave feedback on and seemed to be interested in, and that was the state of the nation, America, United States, <clears throat> before the election, on election eve, I think we said. And not because it was only America-centric, even though that's where I'm sitting to do this broadcast, we're worldwide, and America's a really key point right now no matter how you feel about the government of America, and it's got a lot of issues, obviously, but it affects the whole world, and it's a, a key target of the global rulers, during, and has been for quite a while, because when it was allowed for some degree of freedom to be in this country, both theoretically and to, you know, partially in practice, <clears throat> It started developing a lot of wealth and power in this country, and it had a disproportionate amount of both of those things compared to the percentage of the world population that lived in America. You probably know about that. And that was because of a little bit of freedom, and that would happen in any country that was really run by people in charge who were there to actually just serve and protect the individual rights of the people there, not the collective rights. Because that's always an excuse used in collectivist uh, systems, communism, socialism, fascism, things like that. They always say they're working for the good of the whole, the whole, the whole country, and that's always a fraud. Uh, if you work for the good of the individual, automatically that works for the good of the whole, because they're really the same thing. So I thought maybe we should talk for a few minutes. And, and I, when I say talk for a few minutes, I want to clarify. We've gone over uh, the prescribed hour for this show several times, more than I planned and probably more than Doug figured on. But we, we can also go less. So if I get the point across, this show might be shorter than, than usual. It just occurred to me that I've got to share with you these observations, regardless of whether they fit directly into an hour or not. Clearly, they can't be comprehensive because there's way more that we could talk about than would fit in a single hour. But there's some key points, and I was getting to them by saying, all right, what happened since we did our analysis, uh, State of the Nation, on the eve of the, of the election of November 3rd, 2020? Now we know uh, what happened in the election and what some of what's developed since that time. The election itself, and, and I'm not saying this from a partisan point of view. I'm, I'm not partisan. I'm, I, I feel like if you lock yourself onto defending a point of view or a party or a belief system or anything like that, you're saying, okay, I don't need to know anymore. I don't need to see if I'm making mistakes in what I believe or think. I just have to defend them at all costs, and everybody else is wrong by definition. And I'm not doing, I'm not knowingly doing that at all. You know, I, I'm, I'm not partisan. So when I say looking at the election, what happened in it, this just as clearly as we can, we can see it. And I think anybody could do the same thing. It doesn't matter who you are. The election was a complete fraud in the U.S., and it highlighted many things, one of which is that the mainstream big corporate media, TV, newspapers, mainstream radio, things like that, which is owned by about five gigantic corporations that are all interlocked through boards of directors and other connections between each other, those run our media, and they write or hire the writers for what to put on the teleprompters with very specific directions. So, for the and we're talking not just for people that understand all this stuff, but I always like to include new people that have no idea what we may be talking about and attempt to communicate in really a clear, 
coherent way so anybody could pick it up. And the what we think of in America and probably most of the world as news anchors, commentators, people like that, they're actually highly paid actors. You know, it doesn't matter what the label is, news anchor, it sounds really amazing. On a big station, they get paid a lot of money. And the reason they make such a good salary and maybe other benefits and all kinds of things too is that they know exactly the facial expressions to make, the tone of voice, how to sound like it was their own idea when they're reading off a teleprompter, things like that. And they're just specialized actors. And, and so the way that I used to not know that too when I was a little kid a long time ago. And the way that I finally realized it pretty deeply is that I had been, I started with the health science work in 1965. And when I, the more I started to learn about natural ways of healing and about taking care of yourself, and I, I would learn about a particular protocol or a product or something that would really help you. And it wasn't usually expensive. It wasn't invasive. It was very harmonious. It didn't have any bad effects, you know, the idea that real medicine has no negative side effects. That's why Hippocrates a long time ago said, do no harm to the people who are working in the healing field. He didn't say, well, try not to do too much harm. You know, you have to do some and all these medicines have bad effects and we'll just call them side effects so they don't sound very serious, even if they include things like um, death, you know, and other things that people would consider fairly significant, we'll call them side effects. That's a psycho, a, a psyop to make them sound not serious. He didn't say that. He said, do no harm, none, none at all. You're not supposed to be hurting people if you're in the healing profession. You're not supposed to be hurting them and then justifying it. And I learned more and more about how the body really works, not what they teach in medical school or uh public health school or PhD school, but what's been known to the real healers for since before, way before the recorded history that we know even started. And then I'd see stories on TV saying how terrible those things were. And they were all in the possession of quacks and um, people were dying from them. And I knew better by that time. And I thought, wait a minute. That's my favorite news anchor saying that, or that's my favorite commentator. What is going on? And it, ha it happened over and over and over and over again. And finally, I realized, wait a minute, either knowingly or unknowingly, these guys are not telling the truth. Guys meaning men and women, both equally deceptive, and they were very sincere doing exactly the right tone of voice so that everyone would believe them unless they knew better. And they're doing the same thing, not just in healing issues, but in everything that's really important to the future of life on our planet. They might report some things accurately, like a car accident, or I was going to say weather, but now they really hype up the weather so that people be terrified of a rainstorm and they name it. And I mean, it's a total psyop. Um, if it's going to be warm, they say, unprecedented heat and if it's going to be cool they say everybody's going to freeze to death you know find cover and turn your heater up and get bl extra blankets and it's fear you know it's a technique that's been used by governments and religions and gangs of different kinds for longer than we know about <clears throat> so when it comes to the election all the major stations were talking about it early as if it was a done deal and against Trump. And I'm not saying Trump is completely good or bad or, or anything about Biden at the moment. I'm just saying Trump was way ahead in winning a gigantic victory bigger than in 20, far bigger than in 2016. And then in these key states that would be necessary for Biden to win the election, they just stopped counting votes. <laughs> you, you can't do stuff like that. And they just did it and figured, you know, what are you going to do about it? And um, that's what they did. It was obviously coordinated 
all across the country, and now we know it was coordinated outside the country. And they just stopped counting and shut down, and they pushed the observers out. One one state faked a, a water main break that never happened. Uh, the other ones used various excuses. And when the observers, which have to be there by law, were pushed outside of buildings, they put cardboard over the windows so that they could fraudulently uh, change the vote count. And in a lot of places, law enforcement was instructed to just let them do that and say, you know, no problem with that. It's totally normal, which obviously it wasn't. This was a massive coordinated um, fraud that covered the whole country, but especially in certain states that stopped voting. And you'd see the, the curve of the votes of the two candidates go up in kind of an arc from left to right, where you're seeing mirror image of what I'm doing here. But then they'd close the, the vote counting officially. And once all the windows were covered and everything, they pulled suitcases, this is on video, they pulled suitcases from out of under tables and under blankets and things like that. And trucks arrived in the middle of the night carrying uh, thousands of votes, which were all for Biden or almost all for Biden. And some of which looked like they were just copies not even folded to put in the usual envelope. And this is all on video. There's no question. There's massive amounts of evidence and the people who were in those centers seeing this fraudulent counting wrote affidavits. That means they swear under penalty of perjury, risking going to prison if they're lying. That Here's what happened. And they have binders of that kind of evidence just stacked up. The most obvious you can imagine. So the people who arranged this coordinated fraud could never have done that without the cooperation of city officials, county officials, state officials, corrupt governors, courts, um, judges, pretty much everybody that was needed to make sure it wouldn't be challenged. And it's, it's a degree of collusion beyond what the conspiracy theorist would even imagine in most cases. And again, I'm not saying who should have won. I'm saying they didn't report it honestly. Um, and they didn't, they obviously wanted to get rid of Trump. That was a key objective. And that's been their objective since before he ran for office to make sure that he would never get in. The Republicans and Democrats were united against him. This is clear. I mean, it's not a partisan observation. This is what happened. The Republicans tried changing the rules and doing everything they could to prevent him getting a nomination. He got it anyway. Got in and started saying things that were unacceptable to the, the rulers and has done that ever since. But most of his actions, most of the actions he wanted to take have been blocked uh, by bipartisan cooperation. First two years in office, uh, the Republicans made sure they didn't do anything to get his work done. And he made massive mistakes hiring his own enemies as people within the executive branch and agencies and things like that. Really totally didn't know what was happening, thought he knew what the swamp was, and he had no clue. That's really clear by now. Regardless of what the Q people say that he knew everything, that's not true. So the people that say... Um, Trump is totally evil and everything good that he did is not really good. And the people who say he knows everything and is playing 85th dimension chess, that's complete nonsense too. I mean, obviously, if it's 85th dimension chess to sign an executive order that makes it easier to design new GMOs, or if it's 85th dimension chess to go along with the current take, you know, destruction of the whole country, in concert with the world, then chess is a really bad game, you know. So that both sides of that are don't hold water at all, as far as I can tell. But what you can tell is that the the election that was held in the U.S. was completely taken over by criminal media and criminal actors and the voting vote counting centers, and it wasn't so much just the deceased people voting and people voting over and over again, but it was this massive uh, synthetic ballots that arrived after they closed um, or stopped the counting prematurely 
and then start it up again after they dump these extra votes in so that they'd win by exactly the right percentage. So I mean, anybody that is observing clearly, which the people who watch the media can't do that because they're programmed not to, and I've talked to many, there's no communication possible. But anybody who's seeing in a non-programmed way sees exactly what happened. And it looks like it was coordinated in addition outside the country as well. Some of the servers that can remotely controlled the totals in the vote, tabulating machines and things like that were outside the country. This is just what happened. I mean, it's not interpretation that it's all on extensive evidence, um, video and audio, as I said. So without the media collusion, it could never have happened. And the public should know it because Biden and Harris weren't able to get anybody to come to their rallies. And at the Trump rallies, it was tens of thousands pouring out into the street, unable to get in, sometimes being able to listen to external speakers. But there was so much popularity that it was clear he won by much more than he did in 2016. And I think that's because people believe that his intent is good. As far as I can tell, that's true. And I know I've been attacked by a lot of people who said, no, he's totally evil. Whatever he does is evil, even if it's good. It's not really good. It just looks good. And once you believe that, there's nothing that can change any of those people's minds. Now, currently, um, what's going on in this country is one of his worst actions to go along with this current situation that we're under. Um, I talked about that. I mentioned the GMO thing and the 5G thing, and he, he seems to believe that the giant corporations are great companies, even if what they're producing is destroying the world. Obviously, I think that's completely wrong. I, the only diversion I have between myself and the people who think that he's completely evil is that I think that this is being done actually with good intent. And that there are people that think that GMOs are really a good thing. That they're, I have friends that think that. These are smart people. Um, and it, what it brings out is there's different kinds of intelligence. You know, there's high IQ, which de generally means the ability to recognize patterns and the ability to do calculations in your head really quickly and things like that. Intellectual proficiency. And I don't really know how to define what I'm trying to tell you here between that kind of intelligence and the kind that can look and see what's right in front of your face. Because a lot of the people who have very high intelligence of the intelligence quotient variety have no common sense. But they're really smart. So I, whatever words you think are good for that, I'm just trying to illustrate the difference. And Trump has high scores on IQ tests, not beyond human range, but supposedly in the high 150s, which is really high, certainly way above the average of the general population. But there are things that he absorbed in his background in the building business and development business and in business school at uh, the college that he went to that include certain preconceptions and beliefs about reality. And one is that, you know, these great companies, In I, I actually went through business school too, and you're not taught about the ethics of it. The ethics are generally what's taught in business school is if you get caught, if you don't get caught, and what you're doing passes the legal standard, then it's ethical. And even if it's illegal, if you get caught and it costs less in fines than you make on it, then it's actually pretty good too. And he was trained by this kind of mentality. And he was trained to really have respect for executives of giant corporations, high-level military brass, um, certainly health authorities. In fact, most people really have great respect for health authorities, not just Trump, but um, most people haven't really dug into 
what the medical system has done. There, there's a great paper. I'm not, probably not going to remember the people who wrote it. It was uh, Dr. Null, Gary Null, and uh, I actually did remember. Gary Null and Carolyn Dean. You can look it up. And it's called Death by Medicine. It's a really good paper. And I don't know if it's banned now or, you know, or not, but it was estimating very conservatively the number of people that are murdered by the um, health system, right? And it's not murder in the legal sense because none of these people, well, very few of them were actually in trouble for what they did. But the system itself with this preconceived idea that almost everybody agrees on because they haven't thought it through that toxic chemicals are the way to get healthy they you know the majority actually does believe this and you can tell if you just change the wording what i'm calling toxic chemicals drugs they call medicine they don't know not just that they don't know about hippocrates hippocrates didn't invent the idea of doing no harm that was a principle that was from the beginning and there are reason, deep spiritual reasons that go beyond the physical body for doing that if you realize your connection to everybody else what it really is you have no desire to hurt anybody even the so-called bad people you might have to engage in self-defense or trying to get certain things bad things stopped but you don't have a desire for anybody else to suffer. This is something I've really wanted to get over to Alex. Because if you miss this, Alex and others, he's not the only one. If you miss this, you're destroying yourself. Even during your lifetime physically, you know, your body doesn't function properly unless you have a certain degree of background relaxation that is with you all the time even when you're working hard or when you're really active or talking to people or whatever if you've got deep tension in the background it burns out your circuits so to speak anyway um we know what happened with the election since the last update and we're nearing the inauguration of somebody and the media is saying the media said including fox news which has become primarily dishonest with a couple of uh exceptions within you know tucker and some other people like that who are under great pressure to leave all fox news was allowed to uh, participate in the fake calling of the election and they did and they because they figured they'd get all the so-called right-wing people to believe what they said too because it's supposedly this conservative network and the other ones cnn and the other ones and they said yeah biden won that's just how it is many more people want him and he had this incredibly overwhelming landslide victory which is a complete joke in very bad taste because you know he couldn't manage to do the rallies and yet he had this overwhelming landslide victory. That's That didn't happen. But they figured that most people would believe it if they said so. And they've been saying that repeatedly and intend to keep saying it right up to the inauguration and that they have enough cover and, and support with the corrupt judges. Now we know all the way up to the Supreme Court, those guys are complete traitors, as, except maybe for thomas and alito but but the other seven um made sure that they wouldn't have to look at the evidence in one of the most important cases for the future of the country and uh now we published on lostartsradio.com witnesses hearing from outside their meeting room when they were discussing taking the case or not that uh chief justice was screaming and said we can't take the case because there'd be riots i mean we can't possibly do that and in other cases there wouldn't be riots but now there would be so we can't even look at the evidence that's who's like the highest so-called justice in the land that's not a good sign for where the country is right now fortunately not everything depends on the supreme court but that's an indication of where things are right now and um so again, I'm not saying that 
by any means that Trump has done all good. He's done some really bad things too. The good things that have indicated to me that he's not working for the bad guys are 400 miles of border wall, and it should have been much more. He gave into fraudulent judges in federal courts telling him he couldn't do more, which was nonsense. It was to defend the country. He has to do that. Um, he outward, you know, openly. Uh, opposed religious terrorism, he exposed damaging actions of the Communist Chinese Party uh, in trade, infiltration, spying, started no new wars, tried to get out of Syria and Afghanistan, and both parties attacked him for that in Congress, Republicans and Democrats together. Um, he brought back a lot of big corporations hiring people for jobs in the U.S. that should not have left in the beginning got us out of TPP, the Paris Climate Accord, reduced a lot of stupid regulations and promoted a very positive kind of nationalism as an example to every other country in the world to do the same thing. You know, put the first priority. This is something that was really misrepresented by the criminal media. They said, oh, nationalism means you're going to attack the whole world and you're fascist and all this nonsense. That they're counting on the fact that you don't know what nationalism really is or what fascism is or anything else because it's not taught in schools anymore. They're busy teaching nonsense instead. But um, the fact that he was resisting illegal immigration and calling out the media for the criminals that they are is not something you do if you're working for the, the deep state in reality. Now, the people who have, many people who have attacked me for that said, well, it's just what controlled opposition no matter how much good it looks like it's really bad because it can't be good because the whole system is bad with no exceptions once you believe that which is like a religion and you you say you don't want to look at something as possibly good because you already know it's all bad you're you're blocking your further learning at that point if you're instead you're open to learning and you find out you're right great but if you just shut it off because it can't be true, that's another thing. And uh, I mean, I'm as subject to that as anybody and attempting to catch that when I fall into it at all. Um, he did a lot of good things there. First president speaking at a major pro-life convention, telling the truth about that, promoting inner city economies and education, especially for minorities and everybody else, promoting positive nationalism, like I'm saying, and what that means the media says, oh my God, that's really dangerous. He's a dictator. He wants to take over other countries. It has nothing to do with that. It means whatever country you're in charge of, fill in the blank, any country in the world, if you're a legitimate leader, ruler, elected official of the country, your job is to make it a better place for everybody there to live and protect their individual rights. That's real nationalism. And you make sure that the central banks, which are now controlling pretty much every country in the world, don't get to, you know, they don't get to steal the money anymore. And it's not like they take out the dollar bills from the economy. They're more sophisticated. They take out the value from the dollar bills in the, in the economy. And every country is subject to that right now with this leech of a central bank sitting on top of it. And that's happening in the U.S. and pretty much every country I can think of. And in fact, that was the main reason that I saw that Libya had to destroy, be destroyed under Obama. They were planning to put in a totally independent type bank based on gold and share it with all the countries in Africa, which would have been wonderful. And you can't have inflation. You can't have manipulation of the value of the currency that way. It leads to a big block being removed from prosperity of the people. And Gaddafi was doing a lot of good stuff. Not everything great, but that part was wise and, and very good. So he had to be destroyed, and that was a misuse of U.S. military power for sure, tied into what happened at a lot of other you know aspects of military operations. And I like the military a lot, but when they're misused... It's like taking a really powerful tool and committing crimes with it. It's not okay. And that's the great thing about organizations like Oath Keepers uh, from Stuart that are saying, 
yeah, do your job, being, be willing to give your life for what's true and what needs to be done for benefit, but don't follow illegal orders. And the military has been used for all kinds of illegal things, which Trump was trying to stop a little bit of it, and so both parties attacked him. So many, many things like that seem to me that his intent was good, but far from the Q idea or the devotees of Trump, he did a lot of terrible things, and he's involved, he has been involved since uh, February, I think, especially March 13th on, in supporting a complete, fraudulent, deadly attack on the American people, simultaneous with the same attack on people anywhere in the world that had any freedom remaining in their in their countries at all. And that's a really bad thing to do. And it's still going on and it's getting worse. And he is put in, in position of, of power around him. Mass murderer criminals. I mean, really bad people. Uh, just, I mean, the list is too long to go over. Right now, as it turns out, interestingly, when, according to the media, the other candidate is about to be installed in office, Biden, who is on video committing these massive intentional crimes and bragging about it. And, of course, the major media won't show any of that stuff. Um, Trump is in, involved in getting rid of a lot of people who are traitors in various parts of, of the executive branch, especially, and agencies. And the questions are floating around in a lot of uh, military and other sources saying, why would he be doing this now when he's about to be gone? I think it's a really important question. And so it's the, the suspense of this uh, drama around the election is not over yet, in spite of the fact that the media says that it is. Social media says that it is. Censorship says that it is. And um, it just remains to be seen because uh, he had two criminal attorney generals, for example, and they're both gone at this point. And better people are getting into positions of power. Um, but as far as what's going on worldwide with this global takeover called Great Reset and other names, uh, Trump is doing nothing to stop that. And he's declared a state of emergency, I believe it was on March 13th, that has supported these illegal, unconstitutional orders by governors and criminally insane mayors and governors all over the country, uh, especially in Democrat areas, but also some of the Republicans, uh, just that people had to shut down their lives and their businesses and their economies and uh, we've seen some great resistance, but not enough to stop it yet. And people wonder why anybody would resist the mask idea. Well, the mask mandates are really a deep, important thing to understand. And uh, I'm inviting people to understand that from within the conventional media, if you can quietly do that while you're expected to you know, try to shut down freedom of speech right now, there there's a reason that the very first item in the Bill of Rights in the American Constitution was freedom of speech and some other things that went with it, religion and other things like that, is because the founders had a lot of imperfections, but they were wise in, in some areas that should be copied in any country that wants freedom. And they knew that if you disallowed certain kinds of speech that you don't agree with or you think are not good, then you end up losing all your freedom. So they made it number one on the on the Bill of Rights. And that's under the most serious attack and the most suppressed in the history of the country that I know of right now. Now, Lincoln did some of that during the Civil War period, but I think it's worse now. Lincoln actually went so far as to shut down newspapers and arrest judges and things like that. Um, he did a lot of bad things. He, it was nice that he saved the integrity of the country because it would have been a lot weaker, I think, split up in parts. But the way he did it was extreme tyranny. He was also an incredible racist, you might want to know at some point. 
there are good books written about his actual life with documents, original letters and statements, people that knew him, uh, statements from the uh, officials in the Civil War, the Confederate generals and colonels and other people like that, uh, of what it was like. A lot of black people fought for the South. I mean, it's a long story, but it's not what we're taught in school. Anyway, that's kind of a side issue right now. I just brought it up because Lincoln wanted wanted black people deported. He was an extreme racist, and he didn't start the war over slavery. It came up later because he thought it would cripple the South to shut down the, the farms that were depending on slave labor. Um, but that wasn't his original motive. He didn't care which way it went with slavery. Just used that later strategically. So anyway... Um, with the current situation that's an attack on the whole world and its incredible coordination from the top levels above elected leaders and, and appointed leaders and dictators and everything, that's not the, the level that's running the world. Those are servants of higher powers, higher, darker powers, you might say. So Trump is completely falling for this right now and he's complicit in the destruction of his own country, whatever his motive may be, even if it's good, like I still think it is, uh, the fact that he's allowing this to go on is unconscionable. But, you know, those were the only two candidates in our election, and the one that's not Trump is way worse in a lot of ways than people who, you know, a lot of libertarians and people who say, that I'm completely crazy for thinking Trump's motive is good, say, it doesn't matter. A lot of really sincere, good, religious, ethical people are saying, it doesn't matter, the two candidates are both bad. Well, the candidate that the media is saying was elected is ready to pass a national mask mandate immediately. He's already committed to taking away firearms, which is amendment number two in the Bill of Rights. And... You know, that's a big difference in open declaration. Many other things. I mean, he says he'll go with the science, which means the corrupted non-scientific orders from health agencies that are making everybody say, you know, there's just people dying everywhere of this special virus. And if that were true, they wouldn't need to, you know, falsify the death reports, which they're doing and have been doing since almost the beginning. Um and they're also censoring the doctors that are brave enough to say, oh, look, I had some cases that looked real where the people couldn't, their lungs functioned fine, but they couldn't get oxygen. And some of them were near death and they, they healed them all right away with very simple protocols. Those are immediately shut down. And federal agencies come and tell them they can't talk about it. They absolutely can't do it. Uh, there was a brave group called Frontline Doctors, and they went to the steps of the Supreme Court and filmed a presentation and said, yeah, I've had cases not from the PCR test, but from the symptoms. They diagnosed them as having this new uh, COVID disease, and they said, I personally, one of the doctors there, a lady, I, I personally healed hundreds of them with 100% success. Nobody died. Everybody was fully well within, I think it was two days. Um, that was shut down right away, and she was demonized as a completely insane person, and the other ones there with her was given no coverage by the major media at all. So with these kind of elements and pieces of the puzzle, you can it gives you a clue of what's happening in the country. One of the worst things that threatens its existence uh, as any kind of a free country at all to recover into that is the major media. And in fact, Trump, one of the things Trump said that was unacceptable to the power structure is that the main, mainstream media is the enemy of the country. And, and many commentators went on mainstream media and said, what a horrible thing to say. This is absolutely not true. And, and this tyrant wants the media shut down. That wasn't the message. He wanted the media to be honest, that's it, and not to be in collusion with each other to demonize people who are trying to do good, which is exactly what they do. And I've, I've watched long speeches, not just of Trump, but many other people in different aspects of society 
and the speeches are often completely twisted. Uh, if they don't like the person, they'll take fake pictures of nobody showing up for the speech and things like that. It, it's completely criminal. And now there are uh, whistleblowers who have come out as employees of those companies, most of which are afraid to say anything true because they'll get fired. And some of them have lost their jobs because they're willing to do that. And the information's all right out in the open now. And there's a lot of independent media trying to spread it around and big tech and social media trying to censor it as fast as they can. So it's a contest. If you want to look at the state of the country right now, which is significant for the whole world, it's a contest between truth and freedom and suppression and censorship and lies and criminal suppression. So even though, you know, for example, Biden, who is supposedly going to be inaugurated in a few days on the 20th of, of next month, said on, on recorded video, uh, 200 million people in America have died so far from this new pandemic. And that means two out of every, almost two out of every three people in the country are dead. And I don't think that's true because I've looked around and we would notice if two-thirds of the population was dead. Other ones that are trying for a more moderate approach are saying 200,000 are dead, but they're basing that on diagnosis of those people with that disease from what's called the PCR test. And we've talked about this before. This is going to be impossible to say in the near future, but you need to understand it to have any understanding of the whole situation. The PCR test is not a test. I mean, I know that sounds a little bit strange, but it was invented by a, a pretty sharp guy named Dr. Kerry Mullis, K-A-R-Y-M-U-L-L-I-S. If you want to look up his videos, they're still on major social media because they figure you're not going to know his name and you'll never care enough to look. I suggest that it, since they're not apparently banned yet, you should look and listen to everything by him about this PCR test that you possibly can because he knows about it. He invented it. That's why we know that he knows about it. And he said what it is, there are long technical explanations, but basically, and many doctors have told me that this is accurate, that it's, it's essentially a high-tech magnifying glass, meaning that there are trillions of microorganisms in your body that are besides the human cells. They're, they're independent microorganisms and they're in a network to help your body stay in balance. They're very important. They're not a mistake of nature or God. I'm hoping you guys are interested in this subject. Health is not gained by killing all the microorganisms in your body or in nature. That's not a good idea because you would not be able to live or anybody else would not be able to live either. It's in delicate balance. If you keep yourself in good health and you learn and follow the basic laws of nature that apply to the human body, viruses and bacteria, in my experience over many decades, they don't bother you. And this is what Pasteur and Bashal and others talked about as the terrain theory as opposed to just the pure uh, germ theory when it, when that was being developed. In, in the beginning, Pasteur and the others thought disease was just caused by germs, which means these little microscopic organisms, whether bacteria or viruses or whatever you want to call them, that they come in and they just kill you. And it's this terrible... I mistake of nature or God, I guess, that these evil organisms are just there killing everybody who's otherwise healthy. But in real life, that's not how it works. And so what they finally figured out is it's the terrain, meaning the condition of the tissues in your body, toxic or otherwise, or nourished or otherwise, that, depend, that determine how the microorganisms work. And if the terrain is really messed up and, and toxic, as most of us are now, right now, eating complete garbage sold as food, old dead stuff that, that's poisoned with agricultural chemical residues and herbicides and pesticides and 
sometimes worse, sometimes, I mean, highly processed so that the nutritious parts are taken out before it's packaged, the body can't be strong with that. It can't maintain the immune system. It can't be, stay healthy without sunlight, which the medical authorities, a lot of them now say, is so dangerous you shouldn't be in it at all. I've heard that there's no safe level of sunlight because it's so evil, I guess. If, if you don't follow the design principles, they're also known as natural laws that the body was based on as it was built, the terrain then is not in a good shape and the microorganisms, some of them recognize that and they have the function of tearing it down. And they figure it has to be composted when they're, they're right in a way. And they don't bother you at all if you learn how to keep that terrain in good shape. This is what Pastor finally realized, but it wasn't publicized at the end of his life. So, um, but if you do learn that, it's very useful because you don't have to worry about uh, breakdown and the usual sickness and disease and normal kind of aging and that sort of thing. So, the general public, including the people in most of the people in America, don't understand that kind of stuff at all. And in fact, the public health, um, you know, people in, in universities who learn about public health and they become officials to enforce certain measures on the public, you know, keep the shutdown going and all that. Most of the doctors, the medical personnel, and the people running the agencies, a lot of them think that they're actually serving the country by keeping the lockdown going because it matches what they memorized in their education. And I say memorized specifically instead of learning. Learning and memorization are not the same thing. Memorization can be useful if what you memorize is true. You know, like I had to memorize the multiplication tables in second or third grade and turned out to be very useful. But if you memorize that what you eat doesn't matter, the germs are just there to kill you, and that people can walk around totally healthy and they're very dangerous and can make you sick, which is what they're saying over the TV and other parts of the media now. And a lot of the, even the censors believe that they're serving the country too and that, that they want to shut down misinformation. Um, that leads to bad results because you have to d dispense with common sense to follow that kind of nonsense. And in even the WHO, which is supposed to be like the supreme uh, deity in dispensing the truth about health and disease and all that, they finally said that, well, yeah, there's actually no asymptomatic carriers. But the media didn't pick that up because that would kind of spoil the whole pandemic plan. Uh, but it's still true. And so... Uh, some great doctors who are brave enough to tell the truth. Blaylock and others, a neurosurgeon, has said masks aren't just useless against stopping viruses. And a new study just came out proving that he's right. I think in the last few days, the biggest one so far, he was saying, you know, the pore size in the masks is like, for viruses, it's like trying to stop mosquitoes with a chain link fence. It's not very good. And I guess uh, a mosquito not paying attention could run into one of the wires, but most of the mosquitoes are going to fly right through. And that, but the, So the masks don't do anything to stop viral transmission, but the healthy people don't have any contagion anyway. So the only thing the masks do for them, as Blaylock explained, is cut down the oxygen and raise CO2 levels to unhealthy levels. So it's hurting the immune system. It's psychologically damaging, especially for kids who learn that no normal person has a face anymore. I can see if it goes on as long as they want it to, they're going to be scared of anybody that takes off a mask in public and say, Mommy, what's wrong with that person? I could see their nose. And it's they know that it's psychologically tearing society apart. Plus, even for adults, it makes us distrust each other. And now I was out in town yesterday and I'm not going to wear anything on my face and there's no good reason for it. It's just unhealthy and I'm not contagious or sick. And so I would go in these stores and almost everybody in there was not only 
wearing this uh, muzzle device or whatever you want to call it, they were also looking around really scared and say, what if this other person has a germ? You know, I could die at any minute. They don't understand that not only are the numbers of the pandemic overblown, they're totally false because the piece, they're all generated by the PCR test, which doesn't generate numbers. It just blows up little tiny bits of genetic material, which they can't tell if it's SARS-CoV-2 anyway because there's no sample. CDC doesn't even have a sample, as Dr. Kaufman and others pointed out. And uh, all it can do is multiply some little tiny shred of genetic material more and more and more. They call it cycles every time they double the size of the picture and make it look like if it's overwhelming. It's a perfect test to show that anybody is positive or if you want to show that something worked, like say, oh, what do you want to say, like a vaccine, that nobody who had the vaccine got it, then you just turn down the cycles and everybody's negative. It's a completely meaningless tool of deception for diagnosis. And the inventor, Kerry Mullis, said that. He said that you can't, he said you could use it to find anything in anybody even if it's not there. And that's why it was chosen worldwide. So I think one thing that's keeping people from realizing this is that this degree of, of global collusion organized on a very high level, far above elected leaders, is just emotionally too difficult to imagine could be true. So it, where we've arrived at is kind of a consciousness test, which is an emotional test as well, because if you're too scared to start considering any of that, you're not going to be able to look at it. You'll fool yourself, even if you, even if it's suicidal for you, rather than look at the scary reality. That's anti-science, and it's anti-spiritual quest, because science and real spiritual inquiry are the same, in the sense that all they want is to find out what's true, even if it's emotionally the hardest thing in the world. When you find out what's true, you say, it's way better than the alternative of wasting my time staying in the dark on purpose. I have no, once you realize that, you don't want to defend your own point of view. You don't want to hold on at all costs to one interpretation of things. Because if it's true, it's going to remain true. Questioning reality doesn't change it. And you still end up with the same thing true as before. You know, the, the reality doesn't need our approval to be the way it is. That's how it is. So the, the test for, for the people in America and all over the world right now is, are you brave enough to look at what's really happening? And that applies to individuals too. And, and I don't consider anybody to be totally intrinsically evil. You take the people that are pushing the hoax intentionally and the people that are probably watching us right now that are deciding whether to kick us off the air or anything like that, they have the same interests as all of us. They have, A lot of them have families. They have their own health to think about. And the, the ones that are smart realize that what they refer to in the East as karma and what they refer to in more Western country as reaping what you sow and that sort of thing, that's real. And, and it's at the level of a law of nature that is very deep and permanent. And it says whatever we do intentionally to somebody else or for them comes immediately back to us multiplied. That's really true. And after a long enough experience, if you're willing to observe the patterns in your life, Eventually, you find out that that's real, and usually it's right at the end of people's lives. They start to get it, if at all. And if you're lucky enough to realize that beforehand, and you want to make the best use of whatever time is left, then one of the things that you decide is you don't hate anybody. You don't condemn anybody, even if you say, well, this is the culprit that's creating this crime. You don't hate them anyway. 
there are some belief systems. You may have heard of them. Christianity's one. And it says, love your enemy. Well, how crazy is that? Why would you even love your enemy? It's because their only reason they're acting as your enemy is because of their programming. They're reachable. You're reachable under the programming. And under that evil programming, there's an incredible being. And those people doing bad things think that that's how they're going to have the most excitement and feel good and rewards and whoever else, you know, whatever else they may be thinking they're going to get. They don't realize that they're going to feel a lot better and happier and have all kinds of other success in their life on different levels by intentionally trying to do good for people, not change them against their will. I mean, actually wish them well and want to be helpful to them any way possible. The worst people in the world could change like that. And the people that could change them that way and trigger that transformation is actually us, you and me, because of the power that we're carrying. And there, we have to cut it off here in a minute because we're almost done. But um, there's no point knowing about worldwide collusion and bad things and fake scams and all these different things and horrible people being put into office with fake elections. There's no point in knowing about that unless you're going to focus then on the solution. And I'm saying that there's a lot of things being hidden from us right now. But And I've looked at a lot of these taboos. You're not supposed to know about what's wrong with GMOs or viral hoaxes or poisoning the food supply and you know spraying atrazine on the soil and the food and then eating the food that's not brilliant okay those things are are hidden even from the farmers until they get smarter and there's all kind every profession and walk of life has the same thing happening to us once we realize that we can break out of those things but what's being hidden more than any of that is who we are because if we realize that not on a belief system basis because that won't help you but on a reality, experiential basis, then you start to get back your what used to be our normal abilities. And I think there are ways to use those to reach even the worst of the perpetrators. Even if their intent is completely bad, underneath that is something better. So um, that's in our hands. And, and the question that we're going to get answered in the time immediately ahead is, what are we going to choose? Fear? You know, that, oh my God, this germ is going to get me any second. I've even seen signs they put up that don't look at anybody. You know, don't go out of your house. It's going to get hide in your house until we give you the vaccine. And now they're ex admitting once you get the vaccine, if you live through that, you're still going to have to wear the mask. You're not going to be allowed to have a normal face and you're still going to have to stay in fear and you're still going to have to not get close to anybody. They're tearing civilization apart. And the question we're going to have to answer is, are we dumb enough to go along with it? And the people who are working for the imposition of those things, even if you think you're a health official or a media person or anything, just step back when you get a chance at some point. Now would be a good time. And see, imagine you're at the end of your life looking back to now. Are you happy with what part you played in this particular global crisis and how you related to other people and what you magnified, what you perpetrated and what you saw through? This is an, as important a moment as any time. And if you don't take a minute and look back and imagine your life is over and how you feel about what's coming out of you now, not what other people are doing to you, because that's on them, but what you're doing. Loving or hating people, you know, you may have a religion, but underneath, you're not living up to it. Uh, in most cases, we're not. So, um, it's a good time to stop and decide what to do with that. It's easy to condemn and criticize people in public office and, you know, people in all these agencies that are victims, really, of their own programming, but so are we. And if we break our own programming, we get to a point where we could help them. 
Whereas if you just want to argue, you're not going to help anybody. So become what you already are and see what's possible. I think if there's enough of us that do that and it wouldn't take that many, it's not too late to change the situation. And a lot of people tell me, Richard, you're, you're crazy for this as well as so many other things. And just this nice internal contact that we can get with where we came from and we can get that. That's not going to change anything physical. You just get run over. And I'm saying, I don't think so. Depends how real you're willing to make it. There are worlds within worlds happening at the same time. Are you brave enough to look at any of the others? Not with drugs. I'm not promoting any kind of drug, even the so-called natural ones. I think those are a big mistake. But you can get everything from that and much more with what's just sitting inside you now. So I'll just leave you with that. I'm not going over bad things to be negative. I'm going over bad things to say that not only do you have the solution, you are the solution, but to activate that, you've got to get in touch with a whole different level of yourself. And that's my suggestion for, all, for myself, for you, and for everybody, because I think we could still do it. And even if we're too late, if we put everything we've got into that, it's going to help us starting immediately, regardless of the outcome worldwide. So anyway, I'm over time. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it very much. Those of you who are interested in going further and are part of Planetary Healing Club, we start that meeting in 27 minutes and I'll be there live like always and we'll talk about some more of this interesting stuff and specifically how to take it further. Otherwise, my suggestion is take care of yourself. Learn everything you can. Um, part of the plan right now is to destroy the economy, what's left of it. So if you have opportunities to get more independent, self-sufficient, I think that would be a really good idea. If you have an opportunity to be in a better physical location in less dense population, that's always great. But regardless of whether you can do that or not, get the basics that you need and uh, mainly, though, top priority, even above the physical, is to learn how to change your own self-awareness, your own consciousness. It's the most powerful thing you can do, and it leads to everything else. And we can do it together, even if we never see each other and you're doing it on your own or with people that you can relate to. That's great. I suggest we all do that. Anybody that wants to support us, go to lostartsradio.com. There's a donate button there. There's also um, links to all the different platforms that we're on, more and more of which are non-censoring. So get in touch with that while you still can. And uh, lots of everyday news articles and videos and all kinds of stuff there. I think that's about it. So um, thanks for being with us. And remember our Sunday show, which is tomorrow and every Sunday interesting guests that I think you'll benefit from, educational people to hear from, and uh, tomorrow and every Sunday after that, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern, and we'll look forward to seeing you there. Have a great week, and take care of yourself. Talk to you soon. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program, offering 10 different giving levels, starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our Subscribestar levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, 
Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big text platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channels at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with hosts Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.